Hello, I'm Tim Harris. This is Julie Harris, and this is Real Estate Coaching Radio. That's right. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Thanks again for popping by. Hit that like button, and don't forget to leave your comments and questions so we can get right back with you. We will. Thank you for continuing to make our podcast, Real Estate Coaching Radio, the number one listened to podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And let us know what you think about this video. Leave your comments below. Thank you. Three, two, one, and we are back. And I want to thank all of you for giving us so much positive feedback about this topic. This is a topic that Julie and I are 100% confident is going to have a positive influence on all of your businesses. And if you're listening to uh, the fourth day of our production here, what we're focusing on are the 10, really it's probably going to end up being 11 or 12, lead generation systems that most agents lean into. And so here's typically what happens. Real estate agent gets their license. Real estate agent discovers a lead generation system. Real estate agent stays with that lead generation system, hell or high water, without actually having taken a real, frankly, hard look at the uh, pluses and the minuses of that lead generation system. We've seen it happen over and over and over again over the years. And what we're doing and over and over again in the years in a way that it works out positively and negatively. And you'll see agents that, for example, will lean into branding and marketing and they'll lean into centers of influence of past clients or prospecting. And sometimes those things work out really good in certain markets and then the market changes and those things don't work out so much anymore. Our philosophy has always been, uh, and a lot of agents have benefited from this philosophy, coaching clients in particular, they've benefited from the fact that you have multiple spokes and your goal is, and I've started every show this week reminding all of you of the importance of this. The analogy is simply imagine a bicycle wheel with one spoke. That bicycle wheel is not going to have very much structural integrity. And an agent, and this is typically what you see, a lot of agents that are one spoke wonders, they'll maybe get business here and there, but then the market changes, something changes in them or something. And then all of a sudden their business fails. They failed to have multiple spokes. More spokes on your wheel, the more structural integrity your lead generation system in your business is going to have. And we prescribe that all of you have around realistically uh, five to seven. If you build a really big business, it should maybe be seven to 10. Most of you will do fantastic with about three. And what we're doing this week is we're going through all the different, most, there's certainly not all of them, but most of the, you know, the top 10 or 11 of the, uh, typical traditional most commonly heard about yeah exactly and mm-hmm. we're comparing and contrasting giving the pluses and the minuses we are advocates of all of these uh, we're at we think all of these are viable sources of business julie and i aren't like we're not going to tell you just do one thing and only that one thing mm-hmm. no we understand the benefits of social media as much as we do over the phone prospecting it all has a place so as we're going through comparing and contrasting and go back and listen to the first three days you have to decide which of these spokes are for you And if you find yourself being, as most people are, naturally attracted to the spokes that require the least amount of skill and the least amount of rejection, realize that those are also, generally speaking, the ones that are the least effective and will most likely have a higher percent of you suffering needlessly because you will, again, be, you know, doing a bunch of direct mail and as we discussed on day one, and then it never works out. And so choose wisely because it really does matter. That's right. And we're going to help you choose wisely because you do have to choose. Failure to plan means you are planning to fail. So if you don't have a lead generation plan, if you're not building your spokes in the wheel, well, you are subject to the whims of the market, which is not a plan. So we're going to help you decide based on your skill level, maybe a little bit of your personality, a lot about your market, your average sale price. Is it expensive? Isn't it expensive? Time, uh, your cost of money, et cetera. 
And how effective are these things? So this is day four of our five-part series where we are dissecting this for you. And our next spoke in the wheel to take a hard look at is referral fee companies. Now, there are tons of these, and our Premier Coaching members get a very comprehensive list. We're always testing those links out and reporting on how much each of these cost. But these are referral fee companies. Now, this is different than, quote, uh, buying buyer leads where you pay, say, a monthly fee to get X number of impressions and it's up to you to make them work out or not work out. And they're different from Relo companies too. Different from Corporate Relo, which we talked about yesterday. These are referral fee companies where there's lots of different versions of these, but by and large, you pay when a transaction closes. So that's how you, in a sense, you're buying the business, but you're not paying for it unless it actually closes. Now, let us be, let you guys, just so you're super clear, we like all these companies and we will coach all of you. Uh, so like you might be want to you know, be with Ojo. Well, Julie and I happen to know uh, one of the you know people running Ojo and we can help you have that relationship. Maybe you want to learn how to generate leads from Agent Machine or Homes for Heroes. These are all the things we teach you to do in Premier Coaching. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a list of what really are the most popular paid lead generation sources. And then you can you decide which ones you're going to um, do business with if you're going to do business with any of them. If you're building a, gener- a lead generation spoke, what are the pluses and minuses of the companies you're about to rattle off? Well, it is a passive source of business. The business will come to you. Generally speaking, it's going to be a better quality lead, I would say, in most cases. In -hmm. some cases, they're actually going to have pre-qualified the lead. That's right. And and then you're going to then have to pay a referral fee when it closes. So it's not going to be something where you're paying just for leads. Like if you were doing pay-per-click, you're just paying for leads. Whether that lead actually becomes a closed transaction is a totally different conversation. So these are verified sources of business that some of our top coaching clients have worked with. It's not the most profitable source of business. It's not the most predictable source of business, but it is a verified, uh, predictable, duplicatable in the sense that, you know, if you have a relationship with five or six of these, mm-hmm. probability is on your on your side that you're going to be getting consistent business from at least a couple of them. That's right. I look at it as a spoke per se when you're working the combination. No one of these is going to generate at a right. high enough level that you can count on it because I you can't tell me. I mean, it's predictable in the sense that the leads have been vetted and they really do want to uh, do a transaction. But it's unpredictable because you can't tell me that, for example, Home Light's going to give you five deals this year. It might be zero. It might be 10. They could be good. They could be bad. All right. So we have Home Light. We have Ojo. We have Op City. Uh, Dave Ramsey. Agent Machine. Homes for Heroes. Z Buyer, I'd put on that list. Z Buyer. And there's a lot of others, actually. The list is long. And what these do, for example, let's just choose an obvious one. Uh, Dave Ramsey, okay? Mm-hmm. So what Dave Ramsey does is obviously he has a syndicated radio show, podcasting books and the whole thing. And he'll run commercials on his media where he's um, offering to connect an eight or one of his listeners with a Dave Ramsey approved agent. And then that Dave Ramsey approved agent is going to pay Dave a referral fee. I believe mm-hmm. it's 35%. It yes, might, I, I think, think it might right. be 37% might now. Be up to 37, and yeah. you have to compete for the – you have to essentially – pay to be a Dave Ramsey approved agent. And I believe it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Do a little bit of training and do a little bit of training. And then they rate you. So if they send you a lead and you don't convert the, usually it's a listing, which mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, ha- if you don't have very high status or a rating with them, you won't get much more business from them. That's right. So they're holding you accountable to the results that you get. It's not exactly a slam dunk every time. Now, when you are winning those listings and you are able to compete, they do tend to be decent leads because uh, in this case, they've gone through his financial coaching. You know, they have 
have a real down payment, decent credit, and the rest. Now, uh, Dave Ramsey leads are pretty well organized. They have an actual system together. There's things that you have to do, but that's a good example. Now, well, but Dave Ramsey, yeah. for example, there's a lot of other companies. Dave Ramsey is probably saturated. Another, you're hearing that word a lot this week. Yeah, you and may a, not be able to get in, and you may not be able to get in. In a lot of these areas, you just simply it, they don't have any capacity. They have enough agents there. They don't get enough leads. They're not going to allow anyone else in. Depends on your area. Maybe if you live in say Kansas City or something, they might not be as saturated as say San Francisco. Right. So what I would do, and again, we have a more comprehensive list on Premier Coaching, but definitely form relationships with all these guys. All of these guys are going to charge you money. Remember, we're giving the pluses and the minuses. All of you, all of them are going to uh, not guarantee you any kind of result. So you're going to be basically speculating that you're going to get business from them. And even if you get a lead from, say, for example, Homes for Heroes, they are not getting paid unless you transact. So they're not going to send you more business unless you transact, even if, you know, unless you actually take the listing and sell it or, you know, work with a buyer and mm-hmm. sell them a house. So even if you paid to play, doesn't mean you're going to play for long if you don't perform. So these uh, sources do give you a usually decent source of business. Yes, a verified lead. Right. And mm-hmm. it does cost you something coming and going. So those are the pluses and the minuses. Yes, I would say that. Now, the plus is just like with relocation leads and uh, some of the other things we talked about yesterday, the benefit really is having the listing. Okay, so as long as you look at it that way and you're able to compete because none of these, I and again, we like all of these companies, but none of them guarantee that you're the only one with that lead because maybe the person's spouse is golfing with some other agent that also, you know, maybe they don't even know about home light or whatever. So it, it, I look at it again as more of a supplemental source versus a standalone strong spoke. All right. So we're moving into the next source of business. Um, and again, we're not putting these in a particular order. That's the reason we haven't numbered these. So again, remember, you're deciding what order you're going to be building your spokes. We're asking you to take into consideration the cost of the lead source. And we're asking you to take into consideration where I say, essentially, it's a, a, a passive or a proactive source of business. Mm-hmm. If it's passive, that means you're waiting around for the lead to come in. If it's proactive, that means you're going after and getting the lead. And it's more predictable. You're in more control. Right. It's the predictable and duplicatable part that you need to start deciding whether you're wanting to have a business and, frankly, a life that's predicated on a lot of hopium. And that's what's going to happen with most of these. Like, if you look back at the list over the last few days, right, we had referral fee companies. That's you. You know, it's hopium. Relocation companies. That's hopium. Geographic farming. Probate. Uh, Notice of uh, default distress is a little bit less hopium. Open houses, a little bit less. New construction, a little bit less. But you guys get the concept here. So choose wisely which spokes you're going to be investing your time uh, effort and sometimes money in. Uh, and if you don't, then you're going to essentially have a bunch of, you might have five or six spokes, but they're all weak. They're not going to be something exactly. that you can decide every single day that you're going to wake up and you're going to take a listing. You can do that with some of the spokes we're about to talk about. Um, now, with the exception of this next one, mm-hmm. which frankly, I'll just, you know. Which one do you want to do next? The buying buyer leads. Oh, yes. So buying buyer leads. Let's talk about that, Julie. Yes. So buying buyer leads. Now, this is different than paying a fee for a transaction that you actually did and close. So buying leads, and I I hesitate to even call them leads. They're more like impressions that maybe are leads. But this is something like Zillow, for example. So you spend X amount of dollars per month. You have some kind of usually 12-month contract where you're paying whether you get a closing or not. And you're getting X number of, quote, leads, which you are responsible for following up on yourself, who 
you know, the quality kind of ebbs and flows. Most people can give you one or two examples of a deal they did this way or maybe a handful of deals this way. But again, you're not in complete control of it. So here's the challenge, and we'll just give you some real numbers. The pluses and the minuses, right? So if you're deciding to be with Zillow, and let's say you even, you know, you decide to go and be a a Zillow flex agent, and you're now spending an enormous amount of money, maybe not so much if you're in some rural area where they don't have a lot of demand, but whatever, you're you're obligating yourself to an enormous amount of money and time. Thousands. And you're paying them whether you have a closing or not. Um, we are talking with someone who's part of our EXP group, Carrie mm-hmm. Shaw. Yep. And Carrie, uh, in 2021, sold $731 million. You heard that right, listeners, $731 million in volume. And she actually is not a Zillow Flex agent, did the math on Zillow Flex. Mm-hmm. And her average cost, had she been with Zillow Flex per lead, Julie. Per lead. Not closing. Right. Not a referral fee, was $600. Yes, that's pretty speculative. And she said that she knew other people, well, actually, someone we both knew who I won't mention their name, whose cost per lead is $350. So here's how it works. I want you to think about this. You now have an email, communication from Zillow. You have a new lead. Uh, Okay, the lead now, essentially, if you then you're having to pay, say, you know, $3,000 a month for these leads and they send you 10 leads, would you just pay for that lead $300? Is that lead actually going to transact? No guarantees. Zillow is making money on the coming. And guess what? In a lot of markets, they're making it on the going to because they're now charging real, uh, real, I'm sorry, referral fees. Right, for listings as well. Exactly. So now you're looking at Zillow being a really extraordinarily expensive source of business. And, you know, it's their business model. And if agents are willing to pay it because they're not Which willing they to be are. proactive, then God bless them. But at the end of the day, that's what you're looking at. And all these tor- all these sorts of buyer lead buying sources, they're all operating on this basic premise that agents don't know. Agents don't have listings. Agents don't know how to generate their own buyer leads. And as a result, that agents are going to be willing to pay money to generate the lead. What's the pluses and minuses? You do get leads. What's the minuses? The cost. And I'll say something else, the quality. In a market like what we're experiencing now, because of rising interest rates, you have a lot of buyers that might start, you know, basically guns ablaze and wanting to buy a house. But when the interest rates go up or that some sort of something happens, they take themselves out of the market. And that's what a lot of you are experiencing. Now, I'm going to take an aside. One of the things we always ask you to do is when choosing, uh, when deciding where to put your energies Always focus on taking listings, becoming a listing agent, Mm -hmm. because the whole idea of buying buyer leads, frankly, doesn't even make sense. If you have one listing and you just do some of the things we tell you how to do to generate leads off that listing, a a simple for sale sign, uh, for sale by owner sign, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, a for sale sign with an 1-800-HOME hotline rider on top will generate lots of buyer leads for free. The idea that you're paying for buyer leads doesn't make sense, and no listing agent's ever going to buy buyer leads. No, that's true. And, you know, buyer leads come with their own set of issues, too. Not to mention, you know, of course, they're not your proprietary lead, but also just because they went wandering around on Zillow and filled out a form does not mean that they're qualified to buy or sell anything. So that's dubious, and it, there's no guarantee they're not talking to a million other of you. Well, the Zillow Flex deal, they'll the buyer lead is followed up by Zillow, and this is when they're charging a referral fee. Right? And then the buyer lead is then, uh, you know, essentially given 
to whoever the flex agent is in that particular market. And then Zillow follows up with that uh, buyer to just see how things are coming along, basically. They are- yes, but this still assumes a lot of communication is actually happening. Well, and it's a very expensive lead, like I said. Yes. And you can do all this yourself if you basically have listings. You've got to beat – I mean, there's I, the old thing our broker used to say. You have to beat the buyers off the stick. When no matter, you're a listing agent. When you're a listing agent. There's so many of them that are coming at you all the time. You know, So just take yeah. into consideration the buying buyer leads business model. There were a lot of teams and brokerage that were built on the buying buyer leads business model. And as the leads have gotten more expensive and as the quality of the leads and quality in the loosest of sense has decreased, you're seeing a lot of uh, brokerages as, and, you know, again, teams that added a lot of buyer agents. And now the math, it didn't make sense really in the first place, but now it really doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to retool. And I, this is a special message for all of you who are having setbacks in your business. Your business model, and maybe you were buying buyer leads from Zillow, right? Your business model in the past market worked great. You were making plenty of money. Things made sense. Just because it's not working now doesn't mean that you can't adapt and work in the, and essentially, essentially make the most of this new market. You aren't successful or weren't successful just because of the past seller's market. You can be successful in any market. You're not just an up agent. You're in any agent. You can make money, whether it's the buyer's market, seller's market, it doesn't matter. If So if you're one of these teams or your brokerage or something like that, and you're stuck in a rut and you're wondering what the heck is your future going to hold for you because the business model that you've been using for years where you have a team and you have you know agents working for you, all of a sudden it's not working at the same level, that's okay. Learn how to adapt. Learn well, how to evolve. And that's why we're talking about not just one source to hang your hat on, multiple sources of business so that you can have that flexibility and versatility to generate in many different ways. What would you like to talk about next? Well, you had social media lead uh, generation, which we should talk about next. But also, I think that uh, we needed to almost have marketing. See, marketing is kind of convoluted. It almost should be in its own bucket. So let's talk about social media lead generation. All right. So Mm -hmm. you do and should include social media in your lead generation. It should be one of your spokes for sure. Because, and this is really the most practical way of thinking of it. You will, uh, people will go to social media to read about you, to check about you, to have, to build some level of familiarity with you. To investigate you, you, to see whether, in some cases, they even want to call you back if they want to set an appointment with you, how you compare to somebody else they might be talking to or their spouse might be talking to. It is a secret profiling that's going on, which you may or may not even hear about, right? I mean, I, I do this when we get new coaching clients sometimes. So the pluses and the minuses. The social media, when you're going to do it right, if you're not just going to basically have some bot do all your posting for you, does take a lot of time. If you're going to start making videos and things like that, it does take a lot of time and it does take a lot of repetition. If you're going to do social media and you really want to be impactful, you have to do it for an extraordinary long period of time. You will occasionally generate leads from it, almost always buyer leads. Again, we look at social media for what we really believe it to be. And some people will call it brand building. And since that's the modern vernacular, let's just call it that. Social media is brand building. Social media is making it so that people in your local market, again, when doing research on you, are going to see that you know they feel comfortable with you. That's the essence of it. And you can, and we do believe actually over time, what social media is, I'm going to take a slightly different turn. The big forms of media used to be, and they still are to a lesser extent, but they're very expensive, radio, TV, and billboards and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mass media, right? Yep. So mass media has been replaced by social media, Mm -hmm. and it's so much more effective. And here's what the real major difference is. With social media, 
it's not just you talking about, it's not you, you just messaging. It's you messaging and then having a communication and forming a relationship. That's the difference. But also, listen to what I just said. If you're not willing to form the relationship with the people, if they're not responding mm-hmm. to what you're putting out there, then you're just, in essence, wasting your time. We always suggest that all of you, and it doesn't matter where you are in your career, always have profiles or have essentially social media set up on really um, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Have it on and have the same picture, have the same description, same phone numbers. And there are systems where you can put up one post, like for example, on our social media, we'll have a, um, like, how do I focus in on this? All right, so if you have to choose what you're really going to focus on and really dominate, here's the answer, YouTube Shorts. Put all your best effort into YouTube short videos. And the way you can make those is it's a minute or two. You talk about a uh, topic that's obviously relevant to your local buyers and sellers. And then that same YouTube short, uh, the same short video, then can be put on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. So you make one form of media and it then basically is syndicated across all these different platforms. Now, if you do that over time, now this is the downside. If you do it over time and you make literally thousands of videos and thousands of social media posts, you will, for people that are paying attention to that particular platform, call it Instagram, and they happen to be following you, you will start to build a high level of brand recognition, name recognition, which is similar to, say, for example, doing geographic farming. You guys get it? So the idea behind geographic farming is you mail postcards to a particular area. And when people think real estate, they think, you know, Tim and Julie Harris. Well, now social media conceptually has that same ability to have that same, you know, branding power, uh, just obviously online. That's the concept behind it. Social media is going to become, in our opinion, especially with the advent of chat GPT and some of the other things that are happening with AI, social media will become more powerful and, frankly, a hell of a lot easier to produce content for. Yes, and inexpensive, too. I'll give you guys an example. Um, Julie and I, well, like, I, well, it's chat GPT, right? Isn't that what we were so, playing yeah. with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were exploring the different ways that AI is working right now. And it, you guys should Google chat G, GPT. We're going to do a podcast about it next week. And you can put, this is what I put, I did this this morning. You know what? I should read this. Um, am I online? I think I am going to read it. All right. I'm going to tell you, you guys, you, you guys will find this funny. Hopefully. Uh, I did, uh, I was doing something. I put in the keywords into chat GPT. You're going to read that? I, sure. I'll, I'll do it, read it in a second. I yep. put in the chat, into chat GPT. I put in Maxi French Bulldog, Zoe Grace Harris. Um, and I think I put something, uh, maybe another couple keywords. And then I said, actually I said, write a poem about Max the French Bulldog and Zoe, his, um, you know, his. His friend. His friend, right. Yeah. And okay, and that's all I said. I said, basically, these are the keywords and write me a poem. And this is what chat GPT wrote. I did not have anything to do with this. Yes, based on just what you fed into it. Here's what it was. Maxie the French Bulldog was a pup of high renown. He was playful and energetic, never slowing down. Zoe was a little girl with big bright eyes and a smile. She and Maxie were the best of friends for miles and miles. Together they roamed the fields chasing butterflies and bees. Maxie would bark and play fetch while Zoe climbed the trees. In the evenings they'd curl up in the soft grassy bed watching the stars twinkle above as they talked and laughed. 
Maxie was always there to protect and defend. He'd watch over Zoe day and night until the very end. For Maxie knew that Zoe was his special little girl, and he loved her more than anything in this whole wide world. So here's to Maxie and Zoe, a pair that can't be beat. May their friendship never end and their love stay sweet. For they are the best of friends through good times and through strife. Maxie the French Bulldog and Zoe the light of his life. Now, I stayed up till like 1 a.m., maybe even 2 a.m. last night, just testing how this thing works. And it's free, by the way. Um, again, you, I think the URL, just put in chat GPT and you'll find it. And it's free and it's open source. So why am I telling you this with regards to social media? And not difficult to use. It's very easy. You just put in some keywords. But like, uh, for example, Julie and I obviously do a ton of writing, too much writing, right? And I wrote, okay, how about this? All the show descriptions on YouTube and on um, uh, iTunes this for this week's podcast were all written by AI. I didn't do it. I just put in a few keywords and it did it. Normally, Julie and I have to write them ourselves. And if you, and I put in, so moving back to chat, GPT, how is this relevant? Mm -hmm. So a lot of you have not wanted to participate on social because it is an enormous black hole of time and you do have to actually do a lot of writing and content creation, not with chat GPT. What, and I, I'll give you guys another one here. I'll scroll up. Did I put this in? I did. um, Okay. Actually, there's one I did. Did you see that one? That was good. I put in 10. Uh, let's see. Write 10 tweets. Um, let me find it. Well, I'll find it later. R- uh, fi- write 10 tweets about the real estate market in 2022 uh, from the perspective of an investor or something like that. I was just sure. testing, right? Yep. And it would write instantly 10 really good tweets. And so what? With, I don't want to explain how it works because, frankly, I don't really understand All I know is it's an enormous time savings. So if you're thinking about how can I get into social without basically spending all my waking hours doing it, Mm -hmm. I am already so busy, busy, busy. You guys got to lean into this because you're going to be astonished. I certainly am by what it it can provide. Now, you want to hear something really crazy? You guys ready for this? You're going to be able to make, and I'm not making this up, (laughs) it's called, um, what was it called? Podcast.ai or something? Is that what it was called? Right. So you're, we, I thought, well, is there an AI that can take our voices, since there's thousands and thousands of hours of our podcast, right? We've mm-hmm. done thousands of shows, 5,000 shows, Probably basically. Probably hundreds of thousands of hours, yeah. yeah. Can we load our, our past recordings of all of our podcasts into an AI widget and have that AI widget then uh, create new podcasts? So, like, if we wanted to create a podcast on, say, for example, how to use chat GPT for social media, mm-hmm. will that actually work? I thought, well, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Talk about time savings, right? <laughs> I think right. all you guys... <laughs> guys get what I'm saying. Okay, well, guess what I discovered? Yes, there is. There's a company that's using open source AI, and they're creating exactly that same widget. And I came across, and Julie and I over lunch today, listened to an interview between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. Yes. Now, Joe Rogan didn't interview Steve Jobs. And so what this thing did is it went into all of Joe's and uh, Steve's audio recordings available on the internet, memorized their voices, Everything was exact. You could not tell a difference between listening to a real podcast or listening to them talk. Everything was perfect. Nothing sounded stupid or obvious. And it, you know, that Joe never interviewed Steve Jobs except in this simulation done by AI. You guys understanding what I'm saying here? So there are going to also be, you ready for this? AI short videos. So you're going to be able to, yes, you heard me correct, start creating AI videos. If you don't want to create shorts, if a lot of you've been avoiding doing it, I get it. You're busy. You just don't feel comfortable doing it. There's going to be AI that's going to be available, I'm guessing, in the next three years or less, 
where you're going to be able to say, make me a short video. You're going to take have to take a bunch of pictures of yourself, uh, maybe some short video of yourself, just so the AI can essentially have your likeness. Um, you're probably also going to have to read something. You're probably I'm guessing how this is going to work, right? If you don't have thousands of hours of podcasting, you're probably going to have to read some passages. Well, it'll sample your voice and That's your what I'm tonality saying. and your vernacular, and it'll get to know you very, very quickly. And it's going to be able to simulate you doing a short video on whatever topic you told it to do, and it's going to be essentially a virtual you that's indistinguishable from the real you with your voice and your likeness that's starting to do social content. Well, it's pretty much all you and I have been talking about for the past <laughs> couple of days and on our walk and things. I know. And, you know, I, I have so many thoughts about this. When you and I went back and forth a lot on our walk today about how could this be a great real estate application? I mean, everything, this is basically a content creator, editor, writing assistant, and will be a video assistant that's free, which is fantastic. I was thinking about, you know, it could write, you could, you could have a collection of 20 different types of home brochures based on the types of listings that you have and the descriptions you want in the MLS. Well, well, just stay and it make it even better than what you normally would write. I mean, how many hours per year, thousands of hours per year, do agents spend writing descriptions for their listings? Yes. And, and the really shocking thing, I mean, this is all becoming about chat AI, but it's fine, is that you don't have to be... I took um, some of the paragraphs uh, and some long form things that Julie and I have written in the past, and maybe it was like 7,000 words, and I dropped it into chat AI, and it took what we wrote, and it rewrote it, and it was all original. So you can take, say, for example, you find something that you like. Um, maybe it's a you know an explanation of how buy-down interest rates work on mortgages. Mm-hmm. And normally you don't want to cut and paste it because then you're basically infringing on somebody's copyright. Well, you can drop that into chat AI. It'll rewrite that content for you as original content that it'll never rewrite for anybody else again. And that's yours and you can throw a copyright on it. It's super cool. I was thinking, you know, introverts unite because how many I've had coaching calls with, you know, the coaches and the agents where they're like, you know, I just don't know if I'm ever going to be comfortable on video or I'm just not that great of a writer or maybe English is your third language and you're not sure of your grammar going on. This solves so many problems, not to mention the speed in which you can do some of these social media posts because you're not having to go, you know, write it, rehash it, edit it, research it, and then get frustrated and dump the project. Well, because ultimately the way you win on social is the way you win and everything in life. It's sheer volume. And so if you want to have, if you're wondering why you put up some YouTube videos and they're not getting any views, well, it's just because someone's been doing it for longer, has more videos, and YouTube is giving preference to the videos that have more views and have more comments and all the rest of it. Yeah. So building momentum on those platforms is very difficult. So the way you win the battle is absolutely sheer volume of content. And that takes an enormous commitment, especially nowadays. If you ask us as a coach, do I want you spending a lot of time creating social content or do we want you to spend a lot of time you know, talking directly to a for sale by owner and you need to make money to pay your bills in the next 90 days? We're not going to tell you to do the social content if you have to choose between one or the other. You guys get it? Simply because of the time, not because it's not worth doing. It's because, remember, we promised you as we were going through all these different lead sources, these different spokes of business, one of the criteria is how fast it's going to perform for you. So- Yes, social media is becoming more and more important, but the amount of time that it takes for you to build that up and for it to work for you might be longer than you have to be making money in. So that's why we recommend having multiple spokes in the wheel. So for example, maybe you're going to lead with something, and we haven't talked about this yet, maybe tomorrow is going to be the prospecting piece, but maybe you start with having two really proactive spokes that you're learning so that you can get 
to, let's say, three active listings or five active listings. And meanwhile, you're studying how to be better at your social media and you're getting better at it, but you're not counting on it. You see the difference versus somebody saying, you know what, I'm just going to be an influencer agent and I'm going to see how that goes. Well, again, the part of this that is the fallacy in building your business based on social media is that it, you're going to be able to build enough of it to actually generate enough leads since fast we know, enough. since we know internet leads generally are the worst quality. So the probability of that working fast enough to the point where you can actually stay in real estate is very, very low. But if all this new AI is starting to essentially make it so you can have a virtual assistant that's starting to churn out your content for you, you're talking about next level right there. Every single one of you need to be paying attention. So again, social media can be a great source of business, but you're going to have to essentially get to the point where it's a consistent source of business for you. Uh, and again, this is all stuff we drill down on in Premier Coaching. And if you're ready to join Premier Coaching, which all of you should be, we've made it very simple for you. You can join Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or just go to premiercoaching.com and do that immediately, guys. And yes, that entitles you to a free daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris Certified Coaches. You can join for free right now. Remember, in texting, message and data rates may apply. So tomorrow, we're going to talk about what probably is the, I think, the most by far um, popular lead source ever created in the real estate industry. Well, it is. Look at the next one we're going to talk about. Don't yep. say it out loud. That oh, one right there. Yep, That's sure. by far the number one source of business that most agents, and by it also is the first spoke you should be building in your lead generation wheel. So we'll talk with you guys on the show tomorrow. Hello. Thank you for having watched this video. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's right. And don't forget to hit that like button. Leave your comments and questions below and we will get right back with you. Thank you for watching this video. Remember to watch the next one. You're going to love that one. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.